Inform other people exactly of what a zipper lane is, just so that we can help traffic move along a lot faster. Faster traffic means less high blood pressure, which means Gino doesn't turn as red. It's not. It's not. It's not a good look on him. The guy looks better on the beach, like tan. Hey folks, this is Kako Tirona. And this is Gina Rafino. You are listening to Talk of the Town. It's Wednesday once again. Welcome to another episode of Torque of the Town. Now, last week we were talking about pet peeves, something that got Gino's blood boiling <laughs> to to like 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit, especially when we we're talking about intersections. Yes. Now we'd like to make this clear. We're here to talk about our pet peeves that ply the road even till today, like um, like Earl's love for Blackpink. I don't know why that still happens to today, but it still does. And we're pretty sure that these pet peeves are yours as well. We can talk about this till the, the the cows come home and for eons and whatnot. But we also need to let you guys know that we're not just talking about this simply because we want to bitch and moan and rant. No, we're doing this so that you guys will be better informed of these particular pet peeves that we have because some of them are actually pretty dangerous. And we're not necessarily saying that you are guilty of these things that we're going to be talking about on our show today. No, but you. May know those that are guilty, and perhaps instead of let's say pointing the finger and blaming them, maybe altogether we could all help each other by informing each other why these things that are that these pet peeves that Gino and I have are wrong, and maybe we can educate these people that are doing it so that it ends. Sure, and and get world peace. It's also important to note that some of these uh, we probably were not aware of. No, and we've probably done in the past. Yes. Uh, you, when I say we, it means the, you, the listener, myself, myself Kako. also. Yeah. We've all we've all been guilty at one point of or the other of these things. But through uh, self education and being educated by others that are experience also experience on the road, we have come to realize and understand why these pet peeves of ours are exactly that pet peeves because well they're dangerous. And uh, instead of, like I said, instead of just mentioning things, rifling it off left and right, we're going to tell you exactly. Well, hopefully, we're going to we're going to enlighten you in 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 sharing why these things are dangerous and why you shouldn't do them, and at the same time, how to avoid them if at all possible. So last mm. week we were talking about stuff that was happening inside the city, mostly in the city, mostly yeah. in the city. We were talking about inter- behaviors at the intersection, behaviors even when you're following an ambulance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, using your your signal lights uh, properly, your uh, hazard lights, hazard lights <laughs> properly, especially not not using it when it's raining. This week, uh, what are we gonna do, Gina? Are we still gonna stay inside the city? Maybe we can start stuff in this inside the city and then move out. Stuff inside. Why do I have a feeling that you've already got one particular thing about inside the city before we move out onto the highway? Is there one particular thing that you want to start the program off with? One particular pet peeve that is like gnawing on you, like it's like like it's gnawing on your last nerve. That every time you see this happen in your head, you're thinking, why? Why does this happen? Do, do, do people just enjoy creating havoc and traffic for everybody else? If one person is delayed, must everybody be delayed at the same? Time? Do we all? Must we all live in a world where misery loves company? Is that it? All right. So why I wanted to start in the city first is something that's relatively new, and it's. I think it's. 
because of who we are as a society, yeah, this thing is needed, and it's it's the bus lane that's that's been erected in, on EDSA. You said erected. I know I did. I did it intentionally just to make you laugh. <laughs> and I understand why it's in in the pro. It's in the where it should be now, as opposed to where it was before, because mm-hmm. of the cars, because of the side streets that people turn into, and then sometimes the buses are blocking the way. That's why they moved it into the center. Yeah. Now we can talk about this because this has been a topic for in many different shows and many and on social media and, and whatnot. Mm. But what I want to concentrate on is not necessarily the bus lane. Cause mm-hmm. I get it. I get why it's there. Okay. But there is a sign on these bus lanes at the beginning. Have you ever noticed that sign? No. Yeah. Cause it's so low. Uh-huh. It's like maybe as tall as you. So it's not exactly very high and it's not exposed to other motorists on the road. Folks, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> okay, so there's a sign? There is a sign that says... I'm that short that I can't see the you sign? Cannot, so people, other motorists cannot see that sign that what? says bus here and whatever other motorists here. There is a sign in the beginning of these bus lanes. So if you're... Because the bus lanes are not always there, right? There's breaks in between. Yeah. So let's say you're you're traveling down EDSA and then you are where the bus lane is, but there's no barriers. Yes. And all of a sudden you're this you see this sign that's coming out of nowhere because there was a car in front of it. Yeah. So you have to get out of the way and yeah. then you're gonna have to swerve to the right or change lanes. And it, it's a little dangerous that it's so low that nobody else can see it. Yeah. Except for maybe the Or anybody that's like five feet away from it. Th- that's the only per the only person that can see it is the car that's right in front of the right in front of that sign. Yeah. Now, having said that, in a perfect world, those barriers and that sign would not be there. Yes, that's true. People will follow that, okay, that's just for the buses and for emergency vehicles, and that's it. No barriers needed. No barriers needed. Yes. That's the ideal situation. (laughs) But we don't live in an ideal world because we have people on the roads that need to be educated. Yes. Oh, you're being nicer this week. I like it. You're a bit calmer. (laughs) I'm a bit calmer. Last week was a little rough because I, I, yeah, it kind of got to me. Yeah, man, I should say, go ahead. So hopefully we, so that, that whole, that whole idea behind not needing those barriers is something that we should all strive to do. Right. Okay. Because, the reason why those barriers are there is because we have so many Pasawai people and people just, you know, ran out of Fs to give. Yeah. That if those barriers aren't there, you'll see cars there, you'll see mm. motorcycles there, you'll see other motorists on that on that lane, even though they're not supposed to be there. And even worse, the buses and the buses would be exiting yes. that particular lane. In certain, yeah, and trying to overtake each other. We saw a situation not recently where two buses hit hit, hit each other. Inside the bus lane. Yeah. With the barriers up. With the barriers up. Jesus. So, and I remember a post from, what's his name? See, Bong, the EDSA guy, the yeah. MMDA guy. Mm-hmm. He was saying that it's, we can do whatever we can to try and improve the situation. But if the mentality of these drivers don't change, nothing will. 
That is very, very true. And not just for the bus drivers yeah, themselves. Uh, everybody on the everybody, road. Everybody on the road. Yeah. So, but it's, in that situation, there was just two bus drivers that were being Pasaway. Yeah. And just... Uh, it's just it it it's I'm getting frustrated. I, yeah, I no. There you go. Breathe in. Remember, Gina, see your out. therapist. Don't yeah. do your therapist, okay? <laughs> so, I and I agree with him in that sense. We can have all these laws, all these rules, barriers that shouldn't be there, but I understand why they're there. Yeah. But unless we change how we think the mentality of, I mean, the mentality yeah and I say we because all of us should do this I'd say myself included yeah myself I'll, myself included yeah if we don't then we're gonna continue having problems on the road true we are gonna continue having problems on the road uh, however I should say that we can do small little improvements yep. uh, which is exactly what we're doing on the show right now we're trying to uh, isolate not well not isolate but pick out some of our pet peeves and perhaps maybe you know reduce the number of times that it happens yeah. by speaking about them and so that we can tell people exactly why they're dangerous and perhaps maybe they can stop if they are guilty of doing these things or if not inform those that are guilty mm-hmm. of these particular things uh earlier you mentioned that we were we we did the city last week and now we started with buses that are eventually going to move out of the city and so now let's take us to the highway and, and provincial road okay. shall we i'm sure that there are a lot of um, pet peeves that we can find on the highways, I'm sure, as well as with provincial roads. I don't know, however, if we're going to be able to get to any of our listeners or if any of our listeners will be applying through provincial roads anytime soon because it is quarantine, it's a pandemic and whatnot. We're under still somewhat of a lockdown. But perhaps, you know, maybe later in the future, if you hear our words and understand the fact that what what these people could are doing could be dangerous, then maybe it would be helpful. I'm not Maybe, but it will be helpful if you inform them about how dangerous it is their behavior, how dangerous their behavior can be on the road, and it's not just a danger for other drivers, but a danger for themselves as well. The first thing that um, I know that Gino one and I wanted to mention when it comes in when it comes to getting out of the city would be left lane hoggers. Yes. Oh my God. That is. I wouldn't say it's it's gravely dangerous. It's annoying. It's annoying and you are impeding others from being able to get the traffic moving a lot faster. Yeah. Now, we do understand very well that the speed limit and the highway is 100 kilometers per hour. Everybody gets that. We get that, right? Mm-hmm. But it is not your job to stay on the leftmost lane and maintain a speed of 100 kilometers per hour because that lane is not only meant to travel at 100 kilometers per hour, but that is for overtaking only. And it says it on the damn road. See, I tried to set it nicely, it but this was, point... It's written on the road. There's signs on the, on the flyovers or on the bridges that says overtaking only. Bruh, have a coconut smile. Chill. Let me talk to these people. So, listen to me, people. When you're on the left lane, try to stay there as quickly as possible and then move back into the right lane. The left lane, yes, is definitely for overtaking, mostly for overtaking. Um, Now, the, the other people will say that, yes, I am on the left lane because I'm overtaking. I'm overtaking that car that's five kilometers ahead of me. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. You need to move to the right first. If there is a car that is traveling faster than you, faster than 100 kilometers per hour, if they are breaking the law, well, it is not your job 
to enforce the law by by staying at 100 kilometers per hour on the road and not allowing them to pass. Move. Do you, sh- do you need to show a, a blue flag to those <laughs> to those drivers? No. Blue flag. Hopefully not. But if no. you need, if you stay on that left leg, left leg, left lane, a blue flag may not be shown, but it may be a flag such as a red flag, which is what happened to Roman. What's his name? Grosjean. Yeah. yeah. The, this past weekend, you know, dangerous things can happen if you decide to hog that left lane. So again, once again, it's dangerous for you to stay in that. And it's not only that, but I guarantee you that staying on the left lane, if caught by a camera, it's going to cost you about five thousand bucks. Yeah. So, I, I thought that this this pet peeve would not exist today. Because yeah. I, because this has been going on <laughs> since like the, the beginning of time. Yeah, it's unfortunately it's still going. You know, even uh, when Fred Flintstone was trying to overtake uh, Barney Rubble, that was there already. Yeah, and I, I just don't get why it's still happening. I, I just, it's it. People just don't care. People are unaware, or they they think that they're in the proper uh, lane. I think it it it's like like we said it would be uh, sort of like being a little bit uneducated and un- uninformed yeah. because if you are on a two lane highway and if you stay on the left lane as a driver you feel that you are most protected because the traffic is away mm. from you the traffic's on the on the right side and you by the left side yeah. by the barriers and by the median you're you feel safe. Because you only have one side to worry about. That's right, which is your right side, yeah. right? But you are impeding anybody else that's behind you that wants to, let's say, for example, carry a little bit more speed and be able to overtake you with good reason. They, yeah. uh, if they flash their lights behind you, it's not because they're blinking their eyelash, uh, eyelashes at you and they think you're cute. No, they need you to move out of the way. Yeah, it's also similar in the smaller roads in the provincial areas. Yes. Where you have slower vehicles such as tricycles but not limited to tricycles yes that are always in the center or the middle or the leftmost lane mm-hmm. and, and this is a two-way huh? this is and they're always on that side whereas there's enough space for them to be closer to the right closer to the sidewalk closer to the sorry sorry stores or whatever it is that where they're going to stop is. anyway yes and there they should be in my opinion closer to that and leave the center or the the left lane more free because they're traveling at 15 kilometers per hour yes they're slowing down everybody behind them yes and then you have drivers or riders that are a little bit you know at that or a little bit <laughs> want to get past them and then they're going to overtake they're going to go counter flow on the on the other lane yeah. so that they can overtake whether it's a tricycle or a slower car or those bajaj looking like things or those whatever or what 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 other kind of vehicles that that's that's hogging that lane which puts everybody in danger which puts everybody in danger so why don't they just move over to the side let the faster vehicles go through as long as they're not speeding so that it eliminates people trying to overtake by counterflowing. That's true. The, the problem that we have here when we're talking about, let's say, for example, tricycles on provincial roads is that we need uh, a better medium to be able to communicate this particular problem to them. Because mm. you and I can talk about this till we're blue in the face. But unfortunately, I don't know if our words will ever reach anyone that can reach them. Well, there was a big network that was... <laughs> <laughs> There was a big network that was stopped and taken off the air that could have probably reached them. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. So let's... No, you know something else that, that bothers me about the, these provincial roads, these smaller roads yeah. with, with, um, 
with again I, I I'm gonna point out to tricycle drivers because this is a lot of my experiences are with with the situation okay they will pull to the side of the road and this happens in the city too whether in provincial roads or in the city and then they're gonna make a u they're all the way in the side in the tindahan in the whatever gas station yeah and then they're gonna do a u-turn without looking yeah they'll turn first and then look They'll turn first and then look. Yeah. That, that is probably not just necessarily for provincial roads, but yeah, it could be the same way on the highway as well. Highway, in the city. City. Yeah. yeah. Well, you shouldn't make a U-turn on the highway. But, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. In the provincial roads in the city, I've, I've noticed that they've, we, we see that a lot. Yeah. People turning before looking. And that will cause major problems yeah again if 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 you know anyone that is guilty of these things point out to them don't just tell them that hey what you're doing is wrong explain to them why they could be wrong why why jack's phone is going off the hook yeah. while we're in the middle of a recording session but tell them why it is wrong why why your phone is wrong jack for yeah, why, beeping. What, what kind of sound is that i don't know it goes quack quack Quack. Like, anyway, we're 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 continuing on. Now we were on the highway a while ago before we exited onto provincial roads. But being getting back on the highway, another problem that we may have, uh, that uh, or another peeve that Gino and I have noticed uh, on the highway is those drivers that are extremely indecisive. Hmm. Indecisive in the manner that, sure. They are finished with the left lane, so to speak. This is just an example. If if they're on the right lane and they need to overtake, they go to the left lane and then eventually they move to the right lane properly. But they seem to always not be sure whether they want to be on the left lane or the light lane, <laughs> right lane if there is a car approaching. It's as if they need to make sure that they're ahead of everyone and cannot be overtaken. Mm. So they're, they're indecisive in a manner that they should be on the left, they should be on the right. Sometimes they ride the center of the road. Now that's just one example, but main, the main idea here is indecisive drivers. Your indecisiveness on the road is not welcome at all. Let me tell you why. Because when you do, again, you create traffic. If you don't know which particular lane to be on without making a decision on which lane you're supposed to be on, then it's as if you want to occupy all the lanes at all, all the time. And that's just not possible. That's one. Second is that you don't own the road. Move to one. Remember, it's a privilege, not a right. And number three, or letter D, wait a minute, I mean letter C. I got my names wrong, numbers wrong, letters wrong. But number three is that stick to one lane don't swerve left and right thinking that you're going to go faster by going this way or that way really stick to one lane because not only is it dangerous it's also a hassle for everybody else behind you are not the only person on the road you don't own the road you're sharing the road so please do so accordingly Apart from the indecisive drivers, there are also truck drivers, unfortunately, mm. that use lanes that they're not supposed to. Yes. The overtaking lanes. Yeah. Now- And uh, they speed too, sometimes. Yeah, and really scary too. Scary, absolutely. There is a, a limit that they're supposed to go, yeah. which is 80 kilometers per hour on the highway. Mm. And I, I noticed this, uh, Jack and I, are, one of our favorite pastimes is just to simply when we're heading to a shoot and we're using the north of the south expressways, we hit- uh, cruise control at 100 kilometers per hour and there have been times where a truck it's not 
gunning past us, but it's definitely speeding past us ever so slowly. Yeah. So that means it's got to be going more than 100 kilometers per hour. Yeah. And that is deadly. And this is a pet peeve of ours simply because of the amount of times that we've heard it so many times on the news that I said, no, we don't have a and so on and yep. so forth. And all of this really can be avoided if maybe the truck were to, well, you can't avoid losing brakes if it really is a true yeah. story, but they shouldn't be traveling that fast in the in the first place. Mm. And I guess where Gino and I want to get at is that trucks obviously are employed by companies or they, uh, they have, by, yeah, in companies. What else am I trying to say? Trucks are employed by companies to the, deliver the goods. The drivers are employed. The drivers, companies. rather, yeah. sorry, are employed by companies. What the hell am I saying? It would be great and beneficial, beneficiary to to everyone if maybe you could inform these truck drivers who hopefully have passed the test properly yeah. that speeding is a no-no and mm. it's just dangerous for everyone. I mean, especially it, with something that, that that's that big. It's a weapon. <laughs> really. Of mass destruction. It really is. If that thing loses its brakes, it's epoch. Th- 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 there's a reason why sometimes trucks are used in, well, Terrorist activities outside of we've seen it, <laughs> we, we've seen it in in, in situations outside, if mostly outside of you know we've seen it in, in in the states, we've seen it in Europe. It happened in the French Riviera not that long ago. It happened in, in Times Square as weapons. As weapons, they use it as weapons. It's, it's like like elephants on roller skates is what they are when they're speeding. Yeah. It's very, very difficult to control. And can you imagine the, the ordeal that they've got to go through when they need to slow down when it gets to the toll gates? Man, that in itself is something already. So I, wa- I want to ask you something. I know we didn't discuss this, but I just wanted to ask what your thoughts about it. You, you, we do see it with supercars. Yeah. And we do see it with motorbikes. Yeah. On the expressways. What? And they're flying down at maybe over 200 kilometers per hour. Is it because we're pissed or we're jealous? <laughs> That's why. I, I want to know what, you, what, your, what your thoughts are on that. Um, I guess a little bit of both. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely envy yeah. to be able to travel that fast. But at the same time, I guess when you're younger, it's definitely envy. But as you get older, especially if I have my family with me inside the inside the car, then it just really puts everybody at risk, yeah. all those that are driving. Yeah. I mean, you've let's put it this way. If you own an Italian supercar... You can rent a truck. You can rent a truck. Or even better, I'm sure you've got the ways and the means to get yourself to the Autobahn <laughs> and drive like... To, to your heart's desire as no. fast as you want there on a public road. But, you know, um, if, if, if it's really to drive that car as fast as possible, then I'm sure you have the means to, to shed a little dough for the track yeah. instead of yeah. endangering everybody on the road and making us feel bad that we're traveling <laughs> half your speed, damn it. Yeah, no, I mean, the speed limit is there for a reason. And yeah. it's, it's there for the safety, not just your safety, but the safety of the other motorists on the road as well. Yes. So if you are lucky enough to be a driver of one of these cars that are, can, can achieve 200 kilometers per hour, or if you're lucky enough to be a passenger inside an automobile that can go 200 kilometers per hour, understand that that too, that car speeding at, 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 uh, at that pace can be considered a weapon too. You know, if it, 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 it can harm those that are inside the automobile and more and unfortunately it can harm those that are outside of the automobile too. So please do slow it down. 
Yeah. So another another pet peeve of mine when we're talking about riding out of the city. Yeah. Is when you get to the tolls. The lines? Not not just the lines, right? So you, you fall in line. I mean, this is, of course, the whole RFID situation, that's a whole different topic. And you can learn more about that on the website, autodeal.com.ph. Segway. <laughs> but what I'm talking about nice more- Nice segway. What I'm talking about more, this pet peeve of mine existed even before this whole RFID situation. Okay. Is when people are in line for a booth mm-hmm. and they've been on that line for a significant- time already mm-hmm. and then they see one one line moving faster mm-hmm. i don't know maybe the lady or the gentleman manning the booth is taking longer with a change or there's a bigger uh bills uh, yeah, counting yeah. more money or whatever okay and and then that a driver or sometimes a rider will switch lanes to get to the faster lane and try to cut in front of other people oh you mean earl yeah earl does that yeah earl does that Earl does it on a bike, so he, he thinks it's okay. He does it on a daily basis, that joke. <laughs> Man, if, I were, if he was here, I'd tell him off right now. I'm right here. So anyway, what you were saying, Gino? Yeah, so that, that is a pet peeve of mine because once you get, unless you're told to, right, by, by somebody in the booth saying there's yeah. a problem, yeah. move to this lane. Unless you're informed to move, stay in your lane. I think that there's a safety issue there too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you move to another lane. Well, for me, it's not just a safety issue. It's just super annoying. If, yeah. It's like, because you're, you're at a snail's pace already. You're mm-hmm. you're stopped. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to cut through a different one. You're making seeing it, basically. Yes. It's right? uncouth behavior. Yes. I mean, get some class. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That I'm sorry. That that particular one is just gonna be a pretty much a rant. And uh, if you ever see that behavior, don't tell someone. Swat them on the head. Just straight out swat them on the head and say, "What the hell are you doing? So what's wrong with you? Don't do this crap." Of, of course, nowadays you're gonna see it often because sometimes the RFID is not working. Yeah, uh, you know. But that's I, what I'm talking about. Was before, right? Before this whole RFID problem yes. that, that we currently have. But in line with the RFID problems that we do have now, I'm not going to, like you said, the whole RFID situation is a completely different topic altogether. Yeah. But in the fact that there are lanes now that are having problems with them. Yeah. So you, you cannot avoid moving from one lane to the other. Yeah, that's right. right. If it, you're told it's unavoidable. To, yeah, if you're told there to is the, There is one thing though that I'd like to impart to everybody out there, mm-hmm. which is the zipper lane which is something that unfortunately as Filipinos, we don't naturally do because we love to stick to the bumper in front of us. Unfortunately, by doing that, you create even more traffic. However, if you were to follow, let's say the zipper lane, Mm -hmm. then things would just move a lot easier. Now the name might confuse some, but the name is exactly what it suggests. Like a zipper, let the left lane in, then next car on the right lane, then the left and the right, one after the other. And I guarantee you, if we were to do this as one, the traffic would flow so much faster. But you're assuming that people have the, the patience and have the... <laughs> well, the, okay. 
So if in Gino's terms, in a perfect world, in this world, in this particular world, that I would love it if everybody were to live in it with me. If you are if you are hearing this for the first time, then educate yourself to understand what the zipper lane is. And if you this is not the first time you've ever heard it, inform other people exactly of what a zipper lane is, just so that we can help traffic move along a lot faster. Faster traffic means less high blood pressure, which means Gino doesn't turn as red. It's not it's not it's not a good look on him. The guy looks better on the beach, like tan. Right now he's like red and he's got that blood pressure machine around his neck <laughs> and not his arm. And you know another thing that because you mentioned that the zipper lane is something that maybe not everybody knows. Yeah. Another thing that I think that not many people know, a little bit of a pet peeve but not as high in the in the what the intersection. <laughs> We're going back to the intersection. Oh, we are. We are. How fun. We're, so when the light is blinking yellow yeah, I don't think everybody knows what that means. Inform them, Gino. School them. It means you slow down. Don't stop. You slow down, slow enough that you're you're you could be able to look both ways and not be in a problematic situation. Then proceed. That is true. If it's blinking red, you stop. It's not going to turn green. It's blinking red, <laughs> and then you proceed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop there and then not move because the damn thing is just blinking red. It's not a Christmas light, you know. It's 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 that it's doing that for a reason. Again, Gino is not blaming you. He's saying that if you are, yeah. So another another thing again. Wow, I I really have an issue with. You with, do have a large issue with intersections. Yeah. Now. So Were you born in the middle of an intersection <laughs> or something? <laughs> another thing is that that whole situation when you. Uh, First to stop, first to go. Yes. Nobody does that here. Yeah. Nobody. So in an intersection. You know, oddly enough, yeah. people may not do it inside Metro Manila. Yeah. But you go to Subic or Clark. Okay. Why is that? I don't know. So uh, we understand know. in Clark and Subic, laws are enforced a little bit stricter. Yes, that's true. So does that mean people just don't care? They know the rules but they just don't follow it because they know they can, they can get away with it. Mm. Or do they think that, oh, these rules don't apply in Metro Manila or these, these rules don't apply in Cebu or in other places around the Philippines. But wait, they apply in Subic. <laughs> they apply in Clark. Maybe, you know, it could be a combination of both. I don't know. But I guess it would be nice if uh, we, we, we let everybody know that just because they work in Subic and Clark doesn't mean that they have to stay there. They can crawl yeah. and creep out of these places and, and enforce or, themselves in Metro Manila. Or do you think it's because when they see one person doing it, they're like, hey, you know what? Could be that. Sadly, it yeah. could be that. But again, that, that all boils down to the same thing that we were talking about in our, in our episode last week, which is not to let other drivers out there dictate how you're going to drive or how you're going to behave on the road. So just because one person does it yeah. does not necessarily mean that you should be doing it too. If you know it's wrong. Don't. Don't. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You know what I saw on the way here? Yeah. On the way to work? Yeah. I saw somebody driving... But na lang it was slow, right? And there was traffic and whatever. Mm-hmm. Phone up in the air. Jeez. Dancing, doing TikTok. While driving? Yeah, while driving. <laughs> you know, 
I'm not. You can see it because they're lip singing and they're they're doing whatever these movements, and they're like, "Oh my god!" I mean, texting and driving is bad enough. Okay, so maybe it's the same thing. Texting and driving and going on social media while driving. Don't do it. You know, I'm I'm sure it's 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 behavior like that. Unfortunately, if you're gonna if you're gonna ruin the privilege of driving for everyone, then that privilege should be revoked. Absolutely. Because if you're going to be doing that on the road, then, man, you are nothing but one big hazard. And I don't think that you deserve to be on the road. If you see any, any relatives of yours, family, friends, co-workers or whatnot doing this, uh, have, have the, the courage yeah. to step up and say, hey, you know, I, if I'm in the car with you and you're doing this, you're endangering my life. Yeah. If I'm not in the car with you and you're doing this, you're endangering the lives of everybody else around you. You know what? I, I, I blame Drake for that for that person. <laughs> because kulang na lang. How are you going to blame a Canadian, cool, man? Kulang na lang. That person got out of the car and said, Kiki, do you and started doing <laughs> How are you going to blame? <laughs> can't blame no Canadian. <laughs> but... Yeah, so it's... Speaking of people, what a segue, speaking of people walking while yeah. dancing, um, which they, what they should be instead of driving and dancing, um, we're going to move on to, to, to another part or another segment of our pet peeves that doesn't necessarily deal with driving an automobile. It could be everybody else on the road. Specifically, in this, for this particular, this particular um, example, would be pedestrians. Mm. Now... I think, you know, I, I've brought this up many times before that I think I know how to behave properly as a pedestrian <clears throat> because I operate a vehicle as well. Mm -hmm. So I know how the vehicle behaves. So I would know how the, uh, I would know how to behave as a pedestrian. Unfortunately, there are, it's the Philippines and it's, and it's the mentality. And I believe it was, it's uh, the former editor of, the former editor in chief of Top Gear Philippines, Paulo Subido. Okay. Once said, he had a guest coming out of town and uh, he was going to cross, cross the street or something and Paulo just basically told him, dude, be careful. This is the Philippines, man. You don't just cross the road yeah. here for anything. Yeah. And that's a sad reality Absolutely. because uh, pedestrians here are, well, in short of a better way of saying it, they're second-class citizens. Yeah. It's, it's the car first or anything else. Now, uh, if, if, if you're not guilty of these things, and I know I, I have to say that I've been guilty a time or two in the past, but uh, you know, um, when, I, when I see pedestrian crosswalks, proper pedestrian yeah. crosswalks. Pedsing. Dude, hit the brake pedal. Hit the biggest pedal that you have inside the car and slow down. If there's a car ahead of you that's slowing down, there's a good reason why he's yeah. slowing down yeah. because there are probably pedestrians crossing. And you don't see him. You don't and see, you don't see them. And it's... Yeah, we we've seen that. Like, if there's a yeah, exactly, if there's a car and you see that painted, uh, you know, thing that looks like a piano on yeah. the road. Yeah. <laughs> in case people don't know what it is, you know, the album, the Beatles. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. So in case you see that, and there's a car stopped, and then you're still flying down the road. There's a reason why that car stopped. There's chances are you're gonna hit some. Yeah. And I, it's funny that you mentioned that about uh, Paolo talking to a, a foreign guest. Yeah. Because. I, my nephew, who's half um, British, he's had, they're, well, half Dutch, but they live, my sister and my brother live in London. Mm -hmm. They were in town for, during one of the Christmas holidays. Okay. And my nephew and my sister were walking. And this is my sister. She's already Filipino. Yeah. 
And she instinctively, because she's been gone for so long, she saw the pedestrian crossing with my nephew, decided to just walk. Yeah. Without really paying too much. I mean, they look both ways and, and you know, whatnot. Correct. But thinking that the cars would stop. Yeah. And then I came running and I was like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> this is the Philippines. You have to remember where you are. You're not in <laughs> London. <laughs> and then she was like, oh my God, they're not stopping. I was like, yeah. And this is in Makati Ayala Avenue. Wow. This is not in some red. This is where you would think that people would understand what to do. True. But Oddly enough, people, the, again, back to the Subic and Clark yeah. situation, but a little closer to uh, the NCR, in BGC, it people are uh, cars are a bit more behaved yeah. in that particular area and allows and allow pedestrians to go through, especially when it's the pedestrian light is green mm-hmm. and 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 they have the right of way. So it can be done. It can be done. That's the frustrating part, right? It can it be can done. It can be done. So if if you can inform other people out there that when you see a pedestrian lane, a slow down, yeah. and b if there are pedestrians, they definitely have the right of way now as pedestrians i guess we have to learn as well that um we cross when we can and to 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 learn how to not impede each other Mm -hmm. it would be very difficult if one pedestrian crosses and then somebody else is coming along exactly you know as one person is getting off the road the other person gets on the road again and traffic is going to be waiting for Eons just yeah. for to let everybody yeah. go. So as a pedestrian itself, you also have the responsibility to to understand that uh, perhaps you can wait a little while, maybe allow the group to a group of pedestrians to to sort of like converge just before everybody crosses at the same time, yeah. just so that you know you get you get uh, pedestrians can cross without impeding anyone, and cars can stop without really impeding anyone too much behind them. It's, 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 it's a symbiotic system. It's, it, it's not a zipper lane, so to speak, because it's a pedestrian and a car at the same time. But we can learn how to coexist in that manner and yeah. not hit each other yeah. would definitely be a good thing. Now, okay, I, I agree with you there. But something that, since this is a pet peeve and it's something that just occurred to me, yeah, because um, it's a big pet peeve of mine, um, and I want to know what your thoughts are. Okay. Uh, since I mostly use, I would say 90% of the time I'm on the road, I'm, I'm using my bike. Yeah. And if I have to go to a parking lot. Yes. And I'm willing to pay. Yes. For a spot, a car where the cars park. Okay. I see. I see where you're going. Okay. All right. Do you think it's not fair that a motorcycle can park where the cars park if the rider is willing to pay for that slot. I believe that if the rider is paying the exact same fare as the car, then they have as much right to that slot as possible. And that uh, they need not park in a in a smaller area where it's designated for motorcycles. I believe they do designate the motorcycle parking simply because they can accommodate more uh, parking spaces for motorcycles and then leave the larger parking spaces for cars. But if a motorcycle uh, rider is paying for a slot, regardless of its size, mm-hmm. then I believe that they have the right to that slide, such as, such as they do in the parking sl- uh, parking buildings of Bonifacio, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so there, there are in mind that, that there are. It. So I guess because I, I noticed that some some people who I guess 
don't really ride bikes mm-hmm. don't understand that mm-hmm. and they think that all bikes should be parked in one area but sometimes if the bike's too big it won't fit in the designated parking slots for other other bikes out there that's that's very true but and, i do believe i i'm on you on this one that yeah. if you are as a rider understand that your motorcycle is a too big and, and you need a slot on its own and you are paying the exact same yeah. fare i don't see why you need to be treated so this this is a plea for anyone out there that works in corporations where they feel as if that motorcycles need to pay the exact same uh fare as everybody else but they get secondary citizen Second, status yeah, when it comes to parking yeah and and also for the riders out there who do this who have the big bikes and who want to park in a parking spot where the cars are parked yeah i have at least some courtesy naren mm-hmm. to not occupy the whole spot so if another big bike comes across and yes. did the same thing then, then you can fit two bikes there absolutely so I completely agree. There. So that means more parking for the for the cars. Yes, right. So that's true. It's it's just something that I I that I I've heard other motorists, car drivers, say is their biggest pet peeve. I'm glad when you, when they see like always oh, that motorcycle there. He's not like he needs that much space. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it brings me to another pet peeve, a very huge pet peeve of mine when it comes to parking spots. Yeah. And that is wheelchair parking. Okay. And this is very close to my heart because I have an uncle who is in a wheelchair. You too. And uh, you too yeah. as well. Yeah. My uncle, uh, though in a wheelchair, he drives his own automobile. Oh. He he can steer the automobile. Um, he has the ability to accelerate with his foot, but he the way that he decelerates the car is that there is a mechanism or a contraption mm-hmm. that he's purchased from the United States, if I'm not mistaken, where it's a lever yeah. that you attach to the steering wheel that has a stick that uh, st- goes straight all the way to the brake pedal. Yeah. And so that when he wants to slow down, it's sort of like, imagine it to be sort of like a motorcycle brake lever yeah. that is uh, somewhat floating around the steering column. So when he accelerates, he steps on the gas. When he wants to slow down, that's the brake lever that he uses. Now, he is in a wheelchair, but he operates his own vehicle. Oh, yeah. And I believe uh, he has the absolute right to use wheelchair parking, which is designated for people that are, that are, are sorry, set aside for people that are much closer to the entrances so that uh, it's easier for them to get in and out. Let's just, let's just take it as the mall, for yeah. an instance, yeah. right? What pisses me off now it's my turn to get pissed off what pisses me off are people that take advantage of these parking slots that need don't need it whatsoever it's simply because they use it because there is no other parking available yeah and that is really 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 hurtful and i've i know that i do this myself i've taken it upon myself that when i see that happen uh, it's very difficult to approach a car and a driver and tell them that they're wrong it's like telling a guy you don't know how to ride a motorcycle or you don't know how to drive. Mm-hmm. It's very, mm-hmm. very difficult. So I need to approach it in a manner that, excuse me, this particular spot is intended for those that need wheelchair, need a wheel, uh, that have wheelchair access. Now, the, the difficult part there is that if the driver himself, so some of us uh, have hired drivers, uh, is driving someone that is in a wheelchair. Yeah. Now, that's where it gets get kind of tricky. If you're a driver and your passenger is a wheelchair, is in is in a wheelchair, then that means that you actually have the ability to be able to bring the person in a wheelchair to an area where they can get in and out of your yeah. automobile yeah. and then be on their merry way. Whereas you 
with all your limbs working properly, you can park that automobile elsewhere and leave that particular slot for those that actually need it, whether it be, let's say, for example, a senior citizen or someone in a wheelchair that needs to gain access to the car immediately. Yeah. But you as an able-bodied driver, if you, if you can not use that slot, I'd appreciate it if you did. Yeah, no, I agree with you with that one. It's the fact that, yeah, you have most people I know who have wheelchair, are on wheelchairs or crutches or, or need help um, with their mobility yeah. have drivers. Mm-hmm. But like in that in that case when uh, when your uncle is the one that's driving himself, absolutely hundred like percent. Yeah, it's you're gonna just make life more difficult if you're gonna take that spot, and he he needs that spot more than anybody else. Definitely, yeah, that's what I was thinking, and, and it's it's you know I don't know if it's because my uncle is in a wheelchair, but um, that that I'm more aware of this. <clears throat> if I am, then great because it allows me uh, this voice to be able to tell people that there are people out there that definitely need that spot, yeah. and that you shouldn't take those spots as a you hit the jackpot lottery and whatnot. <laughs> you get to park next to the the entrance or exit of a particular establishment, even even if you're going to be there for 15 minutes. No. That's not how it goes. So if you are guilty of these things, thank goodness Gino and I have never been guilty of these things, but if you are <laughs> guilty of this particular peeve that we have, or if you know someone, please do inform them that be gracious in the fact that you've got all your limbs and you're able to up and walk and operate and operate the vehicle um, and, and park in a, in, a, in a distant manner so that those that really need wheelchair parking access can use it to their advantage all right something else that really bothers me also yeah sometimes they're I, and i've seen <laughs> i've seen tricycles do this yeah and i've seen cyclists do it as well Ooh, sensitive topic the counter flow they don't follow all the all the rules but let's let's stick with more with cyclists since i kind of ragged on uh tricycle drivers earlier sometimes you know cyclists think just because you're on a bike, on a, I say in bicicleta, yeah, that the normal traffic rules don't apply to you. That is true. So you can counter flow. You can go. You know, run the red light. You yeah. can. It, there are so very many. There's. It, it doesn't work that way. No, riding your bicycle on the sidewalk, yeah, counter flowing on Edza, which I've seen it. Uh, not walking your bicycle across the pedestrian lane. Yeah. Very many. Very many. And we we and then now, because it's the new normal, or we're kind of in the new normal. Bikes, bicycle, bicicletas, are cycling. Uh, cyclists are all over the place. Yes. And unfortunately, majority don't follow the proper rules. Yeah. Now, I'm a cyclist myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try to at least be aware of the stuff that other cyclists do. And then sometimes I tell them. Mm. Good. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes some people take us ulo talaga. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. I got a question for you, Gino, yeah. because uh, you had. Let, let me pose this situation to you and I'll give you the perfect example. Mm. When you are on Ortigas Avenue, okay. heading downhill already towards the Antipolo area, you are passing, you're passing the hospital. So past C5. 
no, no, no. Before getting to C5. Okay. So that, that part of that part of Fatiga. So you basically you beside Meralco. the Valle Meralco area. You're yeah. going downhill. Yeah. Right? That is a three-lane road. Mm-hmm. Um, on the rightmost lane, there is a bicycle lane. Yeah. That's roughly about, I would say, maybe a meter wide okay. at most. And that happens to be on lane one is leftmost, lane two is the center, lane three. So it takes up uh, a meter of lane three, right? As you're going down. But as you're going down, the road also widens a little bit. They were... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, uh, the passing area has cut the sidewalk uh, to make it smaller, so that that there's a port, there's a large portion of that road, yeah. and it's actually technically four lanes. Yeah, technically, right? What happened is is that the bicycle lane has remained on the third lane. Ooh. It hasn't moved to the fourth lane. Oh, okay, yeah. Like the yellow lane is still, still there, there with yeah. the paint of yeah. the of the person on the bicycle. My question is. Mm. As I'm, I use that road quite often yeah. to get to the Valle Verde area, my mother-in-law, and 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 the and the Tiendecitas area and whatnot. Yeah. The person that's on a bicycle, and should they remain in that one meter painted, or should they have the courtesy to move to, move to the yeah. rightmost to allow cars to continue, and then which the road the road eventually turns from four lanes back into three lanes anyway. Yeah. I, if I'm on a bicycle, yeah, I would go to the right. I would go stick as close to the sidewalk as possible. Yeah, okay. I hear that's just, but that's me. I would assume the same thing then also because uh, in my head, I know that I'm. If, if I were on the bicycle, I know that I'm not traveling as fast yeah. as anybody else behind me. Yeah, I, and uh, I know that uh, when it comes to cycling, uh, everybody says share the road. Well, it should be both ways and also diba i mean yeah. if if you know that you're impeding other cars behind you then it, it, if there's an exit for you to take then go to the right just in the same way that you were talking about provincial roads and also tricycles who stay in the middle of the road as opposed to going all the way to the right yeah yeah it same, same same logic it's the same logic so w- you'd move to the right yeah i would and what would your advice be to those people that say, no, I'm going to stick on this lane because that's what it says the bicycle lane is? Yeah, I mean, it's just have common courtesy to at least try and, you know, you're just be a good team player in that sense. So just move, move to the side as much as you can. I understand that, that when you paint a road, it's going to take money, effort to mm. cover that paint. Mm. So... Which they probably should have, but that's besides the point. The point is really you're sh- just understand that you're sharing the the roads with with other motorists, with other people, and you're not more important than anybody else. Yeah. And at the same time, if you're just on a bicycle, you're also probably more susceptible to something that's a little bit more dangerous than somebody in a car. So why not? Just move over to the side. Save yourself a couple of stitches. Yeah. At, at the very least. Right? Yeah. I think what you said, if, 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 it's, if it's just common sense and common decency, yeah. doesn't necessarily just remain when it comes to cyclists. It can go with pedestrians. It can go Everything. with, with uh, car drivers, truck drivers. The basically, basically, the general thought of anybody on the road, if there was a little bit more common decency for, or for everyone, calmness, 
so yeah. to speak, then I guess the roads could be just a bit more bearable, really. Certain follow, uh, follow certain rules, don't lose your temper. And generally, what Gina's trying to say is don't be a dick. Absolutely. <laughs> While there are a lot more pet peeves that Gina and I could get into, we may sound like two bickering schoolgirls that uh, <laughs> to no end. We were starting to already. We were, uh, but there have uh, there have been uh, articles written left and right about certain things that we should and should not do on the road. Some of them you can find on autodeal.com.ph, written to you by yours, uh, not yours truly, by but rather yours, your servant Earl is what I'm going to call servant it Earl. Yes, your servant Earl, because Earl is here. To serve, but you. Ah, that's what it is. Um, we've taken up enough of our time uh, for this week. We look forward to chatting with you guys, or chatting with Gino rather, next week on a topic that we haven't really actually decided yet. But if there are any other topics out there that you guys want us to touch on, we are available. Just email Earl or our this, yeah social media. We social use, media. You, yeah. use, go to Auto Deal Facebook page, the Moto Deal Facebook page. Yeah, .ph Facebook page audiodeal.com.ph Facebook page and let us know some of the topics that you want to discuss or want us to discuss and you can join the conversation as well and of course we can read uh, your comments yes definitely on the podcast and we can try and make it as interactive as possible I think that we're missing out on that we really want to interact with all of our yeah. um, so if you you know have a comment you don't agree with some of the things that we've said yeah. or maybe you agree with some of the things we said you think Kako is crazy let us know let, let us know uh Autodeal.com.ph, motodeal.com.ph. And of course, uh, we do have a the YouTube channel of, of Autodeal and Motodeal. And Motodeal, trying to catch up with the Autodeal numbers. So hopefully everybody out there can uh, like and subscribe the motodeal.com.ph YouTube channel. That's right. All of all of us, that uh, all of you guys that have supported Autodeal uh, throughout the years that uh, I've been hosting car reviews and whatnot on our channel, would love it if you were to show Gino some love by subscribing to their channel as well. Uh, we'd love to be able to be, uh, to keep Gino up at par with our beautiful 200 plus thousand subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sure Gino okay. I'm not I'm, right, I'm not flexing ask, dude I'm I, not I, flexing I want to ask you this yeah so uh, how many 200 223,000 oh, wow. if I'm not mistaken I think, I think we're still at about I don't know we're at about 16,000 yes that may be true but facts are facts that Gino at this point uh, with the amount of time that he's been with Moto Deal probably has more viewers than Auto Deal had in the same amount of time three years ago so he's actually up on us so he looks to be on a track very very good congratulations on that but to all of our Autodeal viewers out there, uh, do show Gino some love by subscribing to his channel as well, which is Motodeal on YouTube. And of course, uh, we Autodeal and Motodeal have Instagram and Twitter as well. That's true. We also have a no, Friendster. We, my, shit, my, we do. My, MySpace. <laughs> Multiply. <laughs> Multi I lost so many photos, man. Multiply. Damn it. Can never I'm get glad I lost a lot of photos because of because those don't, don't exist anymore. Yeah, those things. That's, the, that's, that's what you call blackmail that's stuff. That's danger. Danger. Anyway, uh, we'll see you again next week. Wednesday, 10 a.m. Moto Deal, Auto Deal, Torque of the Town. For Kakaterona, it's been Gina Rafino signing off. 
This has been Torque of the Town, a podcast produced by AutoDeal and MotoDeal. To learn more about our products and services, head on over to autodeal.com.ph and motodeal.com.ph, as well as our social media pages, and of course, our YouTube channels. Torque of the Town is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. See you Wednesdays at 10 a.m. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.